This is episode 175 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer a listener's question about how to help a child have balance when it comes to social media, video gaming, and all different types of screen time. This is a full subject, so let's get started. This is the podcast where you learn how to build stronger connections and have better conversations using the solution-focused approach. I'm Cher Kretz. I'm a school counselor and a solution-focused life coach, and each week we learn new strategies so that we can build our families strong and be the person that we were always meant to be. You can learn more about our products and services by going to thefocusedmindset.com or hop over to Amazon to get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. Hello, welcome to episode 175 of the Focused Mindset Podcast. I'm Cher Kretz, and today we're going to talk about how to help our kids stay away from too much social media and gaming this summer and be involved in activities. And we're going to talk about that using a solution-focused approach. I had this idea, not on my own. There was a parent that reached out to me, a busy parent just like you, that asked me a question. Jess Beeb asked, how can we keep our kids from screens? What can we do to keep them busy, yet make it interesting for them, and so they're not always bored the whole day? I'm in favor of giving some screen time rather than them looking at it for the entire day. Fair, right? It's a fair thing that we all come against in this media-driven world, in this digital society, is our kids can get stuck like we can, just doing the social media thing or watching these short videos over and over and over again or playing a video game. We know that video games aren't all bad. Some of them are a great way to socialize. Some of them are amazing in the uh, things that they might be able to do in the future. There's even careers in this field, but we need balance especially us busy working parents. We're saying, how can we do it? How can we make it happen? Some of you might even have thought, I think it's impossible. Well, it is not impossible. And surprisingly, there's few things that we can just tweak about the way we approach our free time and our children's free time that make a big difference. I was so inspired by this question that I didn't only make it a topic for this podcast. I also wrote an entire blog about it. So you'll want to check out my June blog um, on thefocusedmindset.com, or you can find it over on LinkedIn on Share the Focused Mindset. And you'll be able to read more details about what I really think about this. But we're just going to do an overview of the blog that I wrote. I have it right here in front of me. We first just want to acknowledge that it's going to draw your kids away. Screen time and binge watching short videos just draws them in. There's no reason to make anybody feel bad about it. Rather than that, let's just acknowledge that it is a thing. It stimulates a kid's mind. It makes them feel connected to something. It also gives them a goal and a strategy. And these games are amazing at keeping their attention because they have something else to look forward to, right? So my first idea that I think we can just do right out at the jump 
is to use this in our favor. Okay, it doesn't matter what our kids are interested in. If we get them involved in wanting to learn more about something that they are interested in, they're not going to be able to help it, but get so involved in it that they place that video game aside and forget that they were even involved with it at all. Because if your kid's involved with anything from uh, nature to robotics to whether they like uh, slime, whether they like what's going on in the dirt and getting messy, uh, they might love swimming or sport or an animal. It doesn't really matter what it is that they're interested in. They can dive into that and take the next layer of inquiry and the next layer of inquiry to learn on their own about that subject. I remember my daughter for a while was extremely into birds and she wanted me so badly to get her a pet bird. I never got her one because I've had a bird before. They're messy. They leave seeds everywhere. They're annoying to me. Sorry, bird lovers. I just can't do it. But that didn't stop her from studying about it and learning more and more and more. And the more she learned about it, the more she would share with me. Before you knew it, she found a place that you could go ahead and uh, look at birds and explore more about them. And then she found a bird shop that we can buy a bird at, but it was still fun to look at them. And what happened was it started out in her social media. She began to look at TikToks that were involved in that. And there was a bonus to that because when your child, if you do, if they're old enough and you allow them to have things like TikToks, not everybody does, and I understand that completely, um, when your child is watching beneficial, positive things on their social media, what happens? That social media pushes more out to them and more out to them. So before you know it, my daughter's entire feed was full of birds and so many different types of birds and what you would do with them and funny ones. And, you know, I'm perfectly fine with her watching bird videos. They're hilarious. It was so much better than a time in her life when she started getting worried about tornadoes and she started clicking on those. And then I had a child full of fear and anxiety. And thank goodness she talked to me about it. And not only was I able to help her with that fear, but also realize where it was coming from. You're doing this to yourself. So when you change that up and you give your child a I don't know, just a challenge or just the ability to say, hey, I really love to learn more about that. I wonder what you could teach me about this subject. I, I make them the expert. Isn't that what being solution focused is all about? Is you're saying, I'm not the expert. I want to help others succeed. I want to find out how they can find solutions to their problem. You know, they might have a problem of being too involved with negative self social media this summer. So, you can be the one to introduce new ideas. Let them be the expert. Say, why don't you teach me about this thing that you're interested in, robots or, uh, or AI or whatever it might be. And then they come to you and they're excited. And that's what she would do. She'd be so excited to share these new things with me. I 
was able to monitor and make sure that she was clicking on appropriate things. And she was able to start digging into appropriate things that she loved. So I really think that just by simply offering up new suggestions to your child of things that they might do to explore the things they actually love, you might find that it starts out in their social media, but then it moves into their real world. It moves into a project that they want to do. It moves in a place they want to visit, something they want to engage in. And then they are involved in activities that don't have to do with screen time. Or if it is, it's a positive screen time. They might want to get a book, for goodness sake, about it. So this is the basis of where we want to go with helping our children be active this summer. And in every season, we want them to be able to be involved in things that they love. Let it be their idea. We want our summer and all times be filled with memories and activities. It would be best if those activities didn't all involve them sitting in front of their computer. So we need to be deliberate. It's not just going to happen. If we just let things happen the way that they're bound to happen, then you'll look back and go, ugh, they still, I I wish I would have done it differently. You have time to change that though, because It's never too late to make a plan that is solution-focused. I am going to share with you eight tips. If you do these step-by-step in order, it's best. But these eight steps will put you on the right path towards developing a family culture that's full of activities and uh, enrichment and really things that your kids are interested in. And then you also will find that you're more interested than you want. Now, the first step is hold a casual family meeting. It doesn't have to be some big old thing on the calendar, but discuss ways that the family can have fun. Explore it together. Explore activities and get every single person's input. Step two is brainstorm. When you're having this, it's just not like, what do you think? What do you think? brainstorm. Get those creative minds alive and let them think about every little thing. Everything's on the table. Even if it ends up being impossible due to finances, who cares? Talk about it and then talk about an alternative that would fit in your budget. Discuss all the different things and then encourage your children to come up with the activities. Don't spend any time doing it yourself encourage them and then guide that discussion. Number three is explore their interests. We already kind of talked about this. Take the time to understand what your children's interests, talents are, interests are, passions are. Discuss the activities related to those things. You guys can have fun thinking of new things together. That way they feel a sense of ownership and they actually get excited about that, what they want to do. Ownership to something changes everything. If it's your idea, you might get the roll of the eyes. They might do it reluctantly with their mind thinking about how soon they can get back to that video game. But if they take ownership of it, they're going to be the ones telling you to get off your social media. So watch out. Number four, create a quick fix. 
We know when our kids get bored, they just want to pick up and do something. They need a quick fix. One way you could do that is by making an activity jar. Everyone puts little activities and suggestions that they can do in it, or maybe a wheel if they want to make an activity of it. They can do this. Just give them the material and let them create some kind of uh, activity wheel, or they throw a dice and see where it lands on a bunch of squares. And then uh, they do that activity before they start uh, jumping on their media or whatever, or, you know, during their free time. Just create those quick fixes of ways that they can do other things. And that will help out a lot. Number five, set achievable goals. Sometimes we just think too big, don't we? We just want to do it all. Set achievable goals. When your child says, oh, I think I can do and, you know, climb this mountain and then, you know, I don't know, they, they go on and on and on and on. Then it's your job, no matter what their age, to say, okay, let's bring this to achievable steps. This is also a teachable moment, right? They learn about time. They learn about time management, what it actually takes. If they want to achieve something like, let's say, getting better at their sport or better at an activity, then so be it. Say, what do you think it takes to do that? How much time do you think it will take? What type of practice do you want to do? When are you going to do it? And you're guiding them with their passion to be able to create achievable goals so they can have that success. You're breaking it down into smaller steps. You're making it happen. Okay. Step number six, provide resources and support. Resources, um, It doesn't have to be a big old shopping trip that breaks the budget, but look for ways that you can provide resources. If they want to make a project, look for things around the house, help and make it easy for them. Because if they have some great ideas and then no way to do it before you know it, especially if they're spending time with you're busy at work or with what you need to do, and then they'll just want to go right back to what they're used to. So make sure they have some resources and support from you that you want them to be able to do these cool things. And then celebrate. Number seven is celebrate their achievements. Recognize them. Notice them. That's what they really want. This can be as simple as praising their efforts, displaying their artwork, attending a little performance that they're doing, positive reinforcement and acknowledgement can go a long way to keep them motivated. And then reflect and adjust. Kids get bored. Or if you notice them getting bored, it's certainly not time to start nagging and digging into them where I told you we weren't going to do that this time. No, rather than that, adjust it. Take their feedback, communicate again, go back to that brainstorming process, and then Find some new activities, reflect and adjust, and then start again. Those are the eight steps to help you keep your kids from too much social media, too much gaming, and help them be involved in activities. I know for me, I have been so full of activities with my daughter being in volleyball that I haven't even had a chance to breathe. I'm so looking forward to 4th of July week is going to launch a very special vacation where we can chill and then hopefully more chill time in July. I'm so excited about the upcoming episodes though in July because it's leading up to me speaking at the Solution Focus Schools Unlimited Conference and I'm going to be debuting a very special product that's going to be on Amazon. It's basically outlining how I do my Solution Squad. 
And the Solution Squad is a different type of take on the conflict crew. If any of you are school counselors or in schools, they used to have conflict crews currently that that would, I mean, uh, now and then, <laughs> that would have kids get trained and then go out and help kids solve conflicts. Well, I've developed an offshoot of that called Solution Squad. And when we did it last year, it was amazing. I had so much success that I'm going to develop an entire handbook just for you. And I'm going to talk about it officially for the very first time at that conference, Solution Focus Schools Unlimited. And you can go to Solution Focus Schools Unlimited Conference and get in on that. If you're an educator, you don't want to miss it because it has amazing solution-focused educators talking to principals, teachers, counselors. I'm just honored to be a part of it. And so that's something for you to look forward to. Now, I have to tell you that I couldn't stop there in my article. I needed to give some other ideas because I know that uh, this parent that asked me this great question, along with many of you, you think, what can I do? You're saying, let the child do it all and let them come up with stuff. But what can I do that will help? Number one, be a role model. If you're spending too much time on your social media, what can you expect from them? Second, play with your child during their screen time. If you have a designated screen time, make sure some of that is while you're available and play with them, explore with them, do the video game, do the activity, watch over their shoulder, laugh with them. This is the way that you can choose them, can help them practice having boundaries. And you can know that you guys are involved together, even in the times when you are on the screen. And Create media-free zones. This is really helpful in a family where in this area, we're hanging out, we're having fun, we're talking. There's no social media. If that's established, then children get used to that. The whole family gets used to it and they end up enjoying it. And the last little tip that you can do, well, actually second to the last, is provide alternate activities. We already talked about that. You might have them come up with their own, but that doesn't mean you can't come up with ideas as well. Just have things available, more books, more supplies, puzzles if you can, or just ideas. The more ideas you come up with, then they think of it and they think it's their own idea. But really, you're putting out those ideas ahead of time for them to think about it in the first place. The next tip I have is just encourage social interaction. So much time uh, is spent looking at our phones. It's our world and we're all doing it. But if you notice that too much time is being spent with all people in the same room, except everyone's looking at their own device in their own little world, then find ways to mix it up. Ask questions. Tell a joke. Encourage social interaction. They need to develop interpersonal skills. I've been teaching about how to have better interpersonal skills for a very long time. The reason I do is because it is a gap. Kids do need to learn it. They need to be able to answer questions and interact with you. And um, this skill is going to go with them everywhere they go. So you need to be the one that's encouraging those interactions. You might want to come home and say, I've had a busy day at work. I don't even want to interact with anyone. But your child, they may have been looking at a screen too much or sitting quiet, and they need that interaction with you. So that's just some ways that you could take these solution-focused skills and just take them 
put them in your family, use them as you will, come up with some, some new ideas and feel free to share them with me. Share at the focused mindset. And um, that's my email. And then you can go to my website. I actually have a place where you can leave information for me. And I love listening to all of you guys' ideas. That's at Share the Focused Mindset. Um, No, that's not at Share the Focused Mindset. (laughs) That's at thefocusedmindset.com. Yeah, I get my words mixed up now and then. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on. I want to let you know that I'm going to be available to answer more questions like this. So if you have a question that you want me to talk about on the podcast, please use my email, hop on the website, thefocusedmindset.com, look at the way to contact me and shoot me out a question. And yours might be the next one that I answer on the podcast. Have patience. It's not easy. It's not easy for you. It's not easy for me. But with encouragement and being available and allowing yourself to provide alternative activities, you can guide your family to having more balance, being involved in more activities and having an amazing summer and the other seasons beyond. I would love for you guys to jump over and check out Three Days to Higher Hopes on Amazon. I talked about how I'm getting the Solution Squad uh, product ready for you. And as it's still in the works, jump over, get 30 Days to Higher Hopes. It's a great journal to keep you on track. You can also make sure and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And many times I notice that we do all that and then we don't give a review. If you listen on Apple, I'd love for you to give me a review that would be amazing. If you are listening on YouTube, thank you for uh, tuning into my new adventure of videotaping all of my podcasts. I say all, but I may still do audio because I don't know, it's comfortable for me. But thank you to those of you that have jumped over to the Focused Mindset podcast over on um, YouTube and uh, giving me a little love and support there. It has been amazing. Oh my goodness, I am off to pack and a bunch of other fun stuff I've got to do before our mini vacation. And I have a great episode coming up for you next week that is about how to help our kids with eating. And it's also comes from a blog that I wrote about how to help kids have great nutrition habits And I've gotten a lot of feedback about one specific area with kids that are just dealing with their body image. So we're going to talk a little bit about that in our next episode. But until next time, live solution focused. Before you go, don't forget to check the show notes where I'm going to leave the links to my social media and the different places you can find me. And I want to invite you to be a part of my email community. It's absolutely free. And this year I'm doing so much writing and so much reflecting, and I want to send things directly to you. I send the special notes to my email community and you can email me right back. You have a direct line to ask me questions without any barriers of a website or anything. Check the show notes for that link or go to thefocusedmindset.com. And if you click on getting the journal prompts, you also automatically are able to be a part of my community. And if you're interested in supporting this program, there's three ways to do it. 
One, make sure you're following this program so it comes up as one of your favorites. Two, share it either on your social media or with someone you love straight to their email. And the third is to leave a review. And I love reading those. By supporting this program, we're helping people be solution focused. See you next week.